Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Money in Integrity podcast presented by worklifemoney.co. My name is Kimberly. I'm a career mindset coach and the founder of worklifemoney.co, and I'm here to help you develop the personal growth skills and self-confidence to meaningfully make and manage more money in your careers without sacrificing work-life balance. How? By tackling the self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and procrastination habits that are holding you back. And today we're going to be talking about how to make a smart investment in your career and how to work through your fear of investing in yourself. And this is something that I've heard a lot from the community lately, which is when you, what do you do when you hit that mid career plateau? You know, you know that you need to make a change, but you don't know where to start. And it seems like no matter what you're doing, you're kind of starting to move in circles. And this is a very common thing to feel in your career, especially when you are, you know, midway through it or five to 10 years down the road. You're not 18 anymore. So you're not like looking at which college to go to. And you're not also 22 anymore looking for your first professional job. You have a resume. You know how to get a job. It's just that it may, might not be the right fit. You need a change. You might need to change careers but you don't know what to do next. Should you go back to school? Should you start a side business? Should you hire a coach? What business tools do you use if you do start a side business? The list of questions goes on and on. Is it too late to change careers? All of that stuff. And so if you're feeling this way, know that you are not alone. No one has it all figured out and it can be really difficult to move forward. When you hit this level and stage in your career, you know you need to get help, but because you are no longer in, not only in school, but in that age where the progression is natural and society is telling you what to do, like you know that after um, high school, most people go to college and then you might get a master's degree and then you go back to school and you go get your first professional job. Like all of that stuff is pretty linear. But when you get into your 30s, when you start to feel, hey, like, no one's telling me what to do. Should, should I change careers? What should I do next? And how do I know what investment is right for me? That's when it is really important to evaluate what investments you are looking to make and how to make a smart one. It can be overwhelming, but also intimidating. So today I'm going to break through how to work your fear of investing and how to make a smart investment in yourself. Before we get started, I do want to put a little disclaimer. This is really going to be focused on investing in your career. Um, I've done episodes before about investing in, you know, the stock market, investing in real estate. So if you want to hear about, you know, my past with investing in the stock market and the mistakes I made and the lessons I've learned, you can listen to episode five. And if you want to hear my thoughts about renting versus owning and property real estate, I've done both. I have an investment property. Um, you can listen to episode 16. But in today's episode, I'm really going to be focusing on invest making investments in your career and in yourself but i will be using and sprinkling some terms from investing in real estate or investing in the stock market because i find that you know a lot of the principles of investing do overlap so i will be using them as small examples here and there but with all that being said let's just get started Now, the first thing that you need to do if you are looking to make an investment in your career and in yourself is really ensure that you are investing in the result and not the details of it. 
Now, when you're looking to invest in something, whether it's a coach, a degree, or even your own side business, it's so easy to obsess over the small details and lose sight of the results. This is especially easy if you are someone who overthinks and overanalyzes details instead of looking at the benefits of the results or the opportunity cost that you're making in, in your decision making. And this is something that's very common for people who are especially high achieving perfectionists because Trust me, I work in contracts. I know the details. Like I do actually read the terms and conditions of everything at my work and the details of contracts because that's my job. But when you are someone who is a high achieving perfectionist in your career that you might have benefited from overanalyzing everything, it's really important to understand that sometimes it's important to take a step back and look at the larger picture of an investment and really investing in the results. When you are investing, you know, in a coach or a side business, it's really get easy to get at the small details that you don't make any progress in making a decision or taking an action. And I did this for the longest time. I used to obsess over the small details of every purchase, and that would prevent me from moving forward with anything. And this was something that was very um prominent in my life altogether. Like I'm the type of person that would like take have two jars of pesto at the grocery store that only had the 50 cents difference, but I would spend like five to 10 minutes reading the labels and all the details of it to try to make the best decision without really thinking about the fact that I just really need pesto, first of all. And second of all, like the opportunity costs, like, you know, the cost of my time, right? The cost of my partner trying to find me because he doesn't know where I am in the grocery store that type of thing. And it is so easy to get caught up in these small details that, you know, I lack the ability to uh, see how I apply the outcome. And this is something that I wanted to talk about because I feel like one of the biggest investments that people decide to make in their careers, mid-career, is education. And at least, if not investing in it, considering it. And I know this because... (laughs) This has been a reoccurring theme in my life for as long as I can remember in my 20s, which is going back for my master's degree. I think about going back for my master's a lot, and I've done all the research for it. But one of the things that I've really had to learn how to do is to research not just the details, like not just the program, how much it costs and all that stuff. Again, it's that is important and that's great, but not to obsess over those little things. Instead, to look at, you know, what am I going to be doing my master's degree? Is it really that worth it? What is the return on it? And all that information. So instead of just obsessing over the master's program itself, which I used to do in my early 20s. In my late 20s, I really started obsessing over job postings and whether or not they required a master's degree and how much the pay difference was and calculating that cost of return to myself of like, if I invest 20K into a master's degree in two years full time in my life, is the career I'm going to want to do and stay in and have a master's degree required worth it for me? And at this point in my life, the answer is no. And instead of investing in a master's degree, I do invest in education. So I am taking an additional certification right now at work and I'm working through the modules. And what I really chose about this education um, uh, path specifically in this certification is that it's not the brand name education. 
And the reason for that is because if I went for the brand name for my specific designation, I would have to go back for university for a year or two. And I'm just past the point in my life where I'm looking at theory. Um, I did my bachelor's in political science, so I'm okay. I'm like done. I mean, I loved it, but I'm done reading Nietzsche. I'm done, you know, discussing Keynesian theory. Like I'm at the point where I need to execute in my career. So I was really looking at a certification that would teach me that skill on how to execute and master a very specific skill in project management that I need for work. Right. And that is something that I didn't always do in my education. And it is something that I've really learned how to do is to really obsess over that result instead of the small details of it. I know a lot of people who spent a lot of time researching which university to go to because of their programs, their campus, the notoriety of their name, but didn't invest the same amount of time to understand what lifestyle, salary, or job inter uh, opportunities at that career and that education investment would make on them. And I think this is very common because it's like, and I don't blame anyone for doing it because it's not something they teach you when you're 18 years old. They just like push you into university and say, hey, these are the, you know, best careers without really looking at, you know, what your personality is like, what kind of lifestyle you want to live. I know a lot of people, especially in, you know, the science degrees, who took science degrees, who did law degrees, who don't work in the medical or law field anymore, because that lifestyle is very different. Even if you're interested in the topic, you have to really love, you know, the lifestyle on a whole, because there's so much more to your career than actually what you are doing in the nitty gritty of itself. And if you're looking for help on, you know, what to do and how to choose a career, if you're like multi-passionate, I really recommend listening to episode 38 of the podcast, because I really outline how to do that there. But it's so important when you're looking at and making a smart investment in yourself to understand what the result can do for you and what it can do for you. So again, I'm not knocking either decision because I decided to invest in education in my midway through my career. I just decided to do it in a different way. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about, and I touched upon in the first point on how to make a smart investment and how to overcome that fear of investing and balance your you know, an over analytical side with really the benefits of being an, um, a person who is analytical is to calculate the opportunity cost. Not all investments are good investments or meant for you. So how do you know what the right thing to do is to really understand if something is a good investment for you? It's really important to look at the opportunity cost of not investing. So opportunity cost is really that cost of, um, what happens if you don't make this decision, if you choose not to invest in yourself, it will come at a cost. Now, when I'm looking back on my past experience, some of my best investments that I've ever made were into my education, coaching, travel, my health, and creating my side business. And I'm not going to go too in depth into all the amazing investments I've made because I actually did a recap of all of my top investments of 2020. And that is episode 31 of the podcast. So if you want to listen to me talk for a really long time about my investments, you can do that afterwards. But when it comes to making an investment, I always look at the opportunity cost. And sometimes it's okay to say 
no. And you have to understand and developing that self-trust to say no or yes to yourself and making an investment is a skill that you learn and practice. And for me, all of these costs, like all of the investments I've made, the opportunity to not invest was higher because in most cases, the result far exceeded the initial monetary investment because the common thing that they had all have in common is actually it saved me time, which is literally something I can never, ever buy back. And really saving time is something that I look towards in my, I really value actually, because personally, like I know it sounds so cheesy, but life is not a guarantee. So when I look at anything that saves me time, that is when I'm looking at making the investment. But sometimes it's okay not to pay the cost. You know, one of the, my absolute favorite people to follow on Instagram is Bridget from at money after grad. I'll link her Instagram in the show notes. And she is absolutely fantastic for you know, stock market investing information, if that's something you're looking for, especially if you are Canadian, because, you know, her advice is very geared to US Canada, but she, because she is Canadian, I love that she talks about um, some of the nitty gritty Canadian accounts, but I also just love the way that she is able to explain um, investing information without be without judgment. So, or, or pressure. One of the opportunities costs that I'm not willing to pay the cost of. So I was willing to, you know, not pay the cost of anything that makes me lose time, but I'm not willing to pay the cost of something like cryptocurrency of like risk that I do not want to be invested in just because I don't have the tolerance for it. I love learning investing information from Bridget because she's very concise and clear on the risks and decisions that you make. And one of the most poignant things that she's ever said, and this is paraphrased by this, because I think I read this in her caption or in an Instagram like graphic or something, or maybe her Insta stories, but she really talked about like um, cryptocurrency and how it's a really big risk. And she was really talking about this because there was a cryptocurrency crash earlier in the year. And one of the most you know poignant things she said is that you can either choose to be an investor or a specter spectator in cryptocurrency and both decisions are completely fine. And in this case, I've chosen to be a spectator. And that's really important to understand because you don't have to invest in everything. And you have to really look at the opportunity cost. I'm personally okay with the opportunity cost of not being an overnight millionaire. I understand that if I invested in the right cryptocurrency, if I understood all of the things, by the way, I don't. So please don't ask me for cryptocurrency investing advice or anything. But if I understood all of those things and I wanted to be an overnight success, sure, like I'll invest in cryptocurrency, but also because there's a lot of aspects of cryptocurrency that I won't get too into in this podcast episode that I don't agree with, um, like the environmental impacts. However, I've just chosen to be a spectator and that's completely fine. It's a decision that you make and it's really understanding that risk tolerance of what, when you're looking at opportunity costs of what you want to do and what you don't want to do, right? So I've chosen to be a spectator in many other parts of my life as well. Like I, like I explained before, I'm a spectator in the level of a master's education. I see a lot of my friends getting master's degrees. I see a lot of people doing it. Um, and it's amazing, right? But I just choose not to be um, an investor in that. I'm also a spectator in cryptocurrency because the opportunity cost of not investing it in it far outweighs the potential return. 
I know that I can make the salary I want and do the type of work I want with my master's degree. And now I also invest like stress-free because in the market, because I only invest in ETFs and dividend stocks that, uh, that I know have, you know, a more stable return. And yes, sure. Every investment can go down to zero, like, especially when you're in the market, but like if like ETFs and if the S&P 500 crashed to zero, like I honestly think that the world probably would have ended were part of the zombie apocalypse. So this is probably not the biggest concern in my life, but I'm okay with not being a crypto millionaire and I'm not willing to lose all of my investments because or have it ride on an Elon Musk tweet. So those are just decisions I made and the opportunity costs that I have and yours might be different. Another opportunity cost and, um, that I haven't really talked about is that, you know, I really have the opportunity cost of time because I love spending time with my family. I really value that relationship. I have really high expectations of that and I've invested so much time into that. And I, um, and it means so much to me, like my friends and family, because they bring so much value into my life, but that might not be the same for everyone. And that's okay. So those are the types of investments I'm willing to make. And when I'm willing to pay an opportunity cost and when I'm not. Now, the next thing I want to talk about when it comes to making an invest, a smart investment in yourself and in your career is understanding what the purpose of investing is. And for most people, it is to um, solidify the commitment in something. And it also speeds up the process to get a certain type of a return. One thing I've only begun to excel in my later years of life is learning how to invest and that how it can force a commitment out of you an example that everyone including myself is probably you know can probably relate to and probably did is investing in school but when it comes to education the truth is that most of the information out there it's probably already out there online um, however most people lack the discipline to actually be able to learn something without a professor a teacher or a tutor keeping you accountable that's why people are able to you know do so much after they invest in the education and that's why employers and you know society in general values that because um, not only is there that piece of like standard of education but it's actually the ability to see something all the way through when you invest in school, you're most more likely to show up to class. You're more likely to do the homework, to study for the exams because you've already paid for that. And more than that, in school, you have the accountability piece that if you don't want to do the work by a certain deadline, you probably fail the course. And most schools do not give you a refund. And something that a few examples in my personal life that I've when I've chosen to make an investment and it solidifies the commitment and speeds of the process for my return is when I was looking to upskill myself to work for the federal government. And I started looking to take really seriously taking um, French, learning French as my, one of my skills. And honestly, when it comes to learning French, like all of the information is already on the internet. Like you have Google Translate. I could learn to memorize all the words and you know all the verb conjugations. But if you ever learned, you know, if you've ever tried to learn a language, you know, it's much more than just memorizing words. First of all, that takes a lot of discipline to learn all the conjugations and stuff like that. But also to, especially for a language, to apply it is very difficult. And when I really became serious about learning French, instead of using just Duolingo and watching French Netflix, I invested in a French tutor. And because I met with her once every week, I 
had someone to keep me accountable. You know, investing also accelerates your growth because it gives you the roadmaps, the tools and the accountability. Could I have learned French on my own using Duolingo and watching French Netflix? Sure. But it would have taken me so much more time. I probably not, wouldn't be at the level I am when I'm trying to do it on my own because First of all, it's not only just incredible self-discipline, but there's so many aspects, especially to like speaking a language and communicating with someone that if I didn't have that kind of personalized attention to fix my mistakes, I would just be repeating them for the longest time. And I would probably be learning the same mistakes and not realizing and then having to redo it because like in French and I mean, in every language, there's idioms, there's just ways to um, speak that don't necessarily always follow the textbook way of um, speaking that language. There's like colloquial language involved. There's just so many aspects of it, right? So when you do speak another language, are learning to speak another language, yeah, you could probably do it locked up in a room by yourself, but it's far more better to learn it by using it and applying it and doing it with other people. And um, that is something that I've really learned when it comes to investing into education and into making a smart investment. Like, honestly, like that tutor that I um, that I hired, totally worth the investment because it saved me a lot of time. Right. And again, for me, time is a huge, huge investment um, uh, opportunity cost. that I'm not willing to pay because time is very valuable to me. Um, if you listen to my last episode, um, not my last one, sorry, a couple of episodes ago about, you know, my 30 before 30 list and the goals that I wanted to achieve. One of the things I'm really proud of is how I was able to apply myself in my 20s. And a lot of that came with, you know, saving time and investing in things that would save me time later on. And when it comes to investing, it's also important to remember that investing also speeds up the results and it gives you a higher return usually. Um, and this is really important to note because for me, the other big investment that I've really made that I've seen accelerate my growth is actually into coaching. And when I invested in a coach, like the only thing I regret is like not doing it sooner because I didn't really know what was coaching was when I was younger. And what happened when I invested in mindset coaching is that I was able to really work through the things that were holding me back not only in my career, but in my personal life and in my business, like being a perfectionist, um, overthinking, overanalyzing and developing self-trust and all of these things and, you know, having an all or nothing mindset and all of these things that I didn't know were affecting so many aspects of my life. And when I was able to work through that and learn about that and being able to be coached on that, everything in my life, like came faster. I was able to change careers and work in my dream career a lot faster. I was able to start my business and see much more progress than I've ever done before because I can confidently market myself now. And so that was something I struggled a lot when in my younger years is that I had all of this, of these issues and um, I don't want to say issues or I had all these struggles and because I was just investing in at that point in my life, because there were different investments I made, right? Not all of them were good. I'm going to talk about some of the bad ones a little bit later into the episode. But some of the investments I made when I was at my in my younger years, it's really based on strategy, where it's really based on how to's and what to do next instead of developing the self-trust in myself. And when I started investing in that instead of, you know, 
what's the perfect thing to say? What's the perfect next move? Because that's a cycle. When you invest in um, strategy, you're like literally caught up in the um, uh, in the hamster wheel of strategy for the rest of your life because you always have to learn the next thing. You always have to learn the next strategy. You're always looking for the next hack. And so one of the things that even like my own coaching has um, taught me and, and, and given me in investing is to speed up the return and speed up the result and also be able to apply it to different areas of my life. So being able to uh, you know, learn French and speak confidently in French is a lot of it. It's just my fear of like making a mistake or embarrassing myself because I've worked through that. It makes it easier. Right. And it can, and same goes for my speaking up in me, uh, meetings and overthinking what everyone thinks of, like says about me or thinks about me um, because I've worked through that. It makes it easier. And um, I love coaching because it also has that accountability piece to accelerate your growth and apply what you learn so that you don't get hold back by the same obstacles over and over again. And so if this is something that you are currently struggling with, no, first of all, you're not alone. You, I have struggled with this and it really did take the work and development in myself to really be able to execute my career and my business in a way that I couldn't before. And so if this is something you're looking for, my one-on-one -on -one coaching program is currently open as I'm recording this. It might be closing soon just because I have only a couple of spots left for the month, but I really encourage you to um, uh, sign up for the one-on-one um, -on -one consultation call. The link will be in the show notes so that we can talk more about your career and how to apply you know, mindset into different areas of your life and overcome like that overthinking and all or nothing mindset. And one of the things I'm really working with all my clients on this is, you know, they do this in their careers, but it's also something they apply then to their side businesses and to other areas of their life. And that is my ultimate goal in coaching. It's really being able to teach those mindset tools that you can apply to different areas. So if this is something you're interested in, please check out the link in my show notes and sign up for a call. Now, the next the fourth thing I want to talk about that I've kind of touched on my last point was that when it comes to making a smart investment, especially if you're an overthinker and you over, if you're overanalyze things, is just to know that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Your investments are not set for your life. The most common mistake people make when it comes to investing is feel like if you've made a mistake or if it doesn't work out 100% the way that they thought, they don't do it at all or they don't take it as a learning opportunity. And I want to refer back to two episodes on this because I have made a lot of mistakes when it comes to investing. I have made so many mistakes. I did a whole episode on it on my stock market investing mistakes and that's episode five again. Um, and one of the things that I really took from it is that I learned and I grew from the mistakes. Instead of just thinking that if I made a mistake, I'll never do it again. I made so many mistakes in the stock market, but at the same time, I think that I lost about a thousand dollars and I have made so much more money than that investing now with my current investing strategy because I've learned from my mistakes and that's why I don't go into individual stock picking just yet. And here's the, the um, caveat to that not just yet. I'm not saying I will never do it because I feel like it's so easy to get into the all or nothing mindset. I'm never going to invest in like individual stocks ever again. No, I probably will. It's just 
where my portfolio is at and where I'm currently at in my stage of my life. I want to be really building up that long-term investing because the, um, the investments in the stock market that I'm currently making are things that will see really, really high returns and consistent returns over a longer period of time. So I'm going to be putting that stuff in there first and then letting that ride out. And then when I'm at a more, you know, aggressive investing stage in my life, I can start doing individual stock picking and investing with money that I've already made in the market and that I'm able and willing to lose because those investments could go to zero. So it doesn't have to be all or nothing. The same goes for my master's degree. I know I talked a lot about that in this episode and I said, oh no, it's not for me. It's not for me in this part of my life, right? Because of where I am right now and what I'm doing, sure, it's not for me. But will I change my mind later on? Maybe. And that's that door is still open. It's not like the master's degree goes poof and I can never go back to it. It is not something that's relevant to my career right now, but if I wanted to advance in a certain way, I will maybe take a master's degree, but it's only if I want to continue on that career path. I'm not all, I'm really growing out of that all or nothing mindset in terms of the fact that I need to have the next 10 years planned out. No, it's something can drastically change the way I think in 10 years. I I'm hopefully going to learn a lot in the next 10 years of my life. Um, I'd be really scared if I didn't learn anything. And I thought, you know, when you're young, you think you know everything. And then you you turn like 30 and you're like, wow, I really didn't know that much in my 20s. And I really do think about the same way of my 30s and 40s. It's like, I'm not coming out of it thinking I know absolutely everything and how everything will work out. And so right now in my career, I'm really, I love the aspect of being able to work with clients on the ground. I love what I'm doing. And a lot of that requires like a project management type of skill. And I have thought about the fact that if I wanted to go into policy, I would need to go more into a higher education, which could be a master's, right? Again, it could be. I'm not even making that decision right off the bat because I haven't, I've only done the research for certain types of um, policy analyst positions. I haven't even done the higher level yet because I'm not there yet because Honestly, I used to work as a policy analysis and I've worked in policy before and it wasn't the right thing for me in my life at that point because I like being around people and I don't like being just locked up in a room kind of thing. But again, that that aspect of me might change and that's okay. One of the things that I think about that might impact how I think and how I might change in my life is whether or not I choose to have a family and um that like, I think that kids can change you because right now I'm like a social butterfly. I love to be around people. I do not like working from home because I just like to be around people all the time. But I have a coworker and she loves, you know, working from home and she has kids. So her, the way that she sees things is different, right? Because when she's at home with her kids, like, um, she is around people all the time. She's already around people all the time. I'm not, <laughs> and I need to be. So Again, if I chose to have kids, I think that my outlook in life will probably look different, right? My priorities in life hopefully will have changed. And so there are so many things that have happened in my 20s that I could not at all have predicted. Um, I used to think that I was going to work an international career. And then my dad got sick and I moved back home. And so really thinking of things like in making sure you're moving out of that all or nothing and um Mindset when it comes to making investments in your growth and in your career is really important because you can go back. 
you can redo a decision. Like you can reinvest in something if you wanted to. And again, it goes back to that piece of um, opportunity cost. So what are you willing to um, have the opportunity cost to pay and what you aren't? Have I made investments like that were terrible? Oh yeah. Have I used those lessons to make incredible investments? Oh yes. Like when it comes to learning at the stock market, after I did like terrible investments and I just made so many mistakes. I actually invested in a, um, I did a boot camp and I did an, I had an, I hired an investing mentor to help me through it. Right. And that's, that was perfectly fine to do. One of the most important lessons you need to learn when investing is that not like every investment good or bad is a learning lesson. And it's critical to reflect on that and not beat yourself up for past mistakes. Instead of thinking that the cost of Instead of thinking like, you know, that this is the cost of a lesson and use that and really capitalize on that lesson to move forward. I've talked about how I've made bad like stock market investment decisions before and how I really utilize that to learn. And I've made so much more in the stock market than I've ever lost. And um, I have a portfolio that really reflects my own decisions now. And I really like, I feel like because I invested that education into learning how to invest at the very beginning, it's so, it just serves you so well um, for like the rest of your investing strategy. But I've also made really bad business investments. And I really want to put that out there um, because um, I find that, you know, building my business is a part of my career and a lot of things overlap. I have invested literally thousands of dollars into courses that didn't work out. But the great thing about that was, you know, I have now learned how to invest in the right things. And like I'd mentioned previously, one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made when it came to my business is that I used to invest only in strategy. So I used to only invest in courses that told you how to do certain things. But when it comes to the business world, especially, and I want to say this because I work in government, so that piece is a little bit different. But when it comes to business decisions, business changes a lot. Business strategy changes a lot. There's so many, like, there's so much innovation in the space. Again, I, I compare this to my work in government where it's it's not as fast, right? And so when it, it comes to business, so much changes, like the Instagram algorithm changes, like, every couple of weeks, I feel like, to be honest, right? There's so many more tools. There's so much to always keep up with that I found that investing in certain strategies, like they're quite short lived actually nowadays, but, and I remember two courses in particular that I didn't like that. I didn't really see the investment. I don't, I don't want to say I regret it, but I invested in certain types of strategies that got, let's just say quickly updated. Right. And I also learned that I really need to do um, research on who I'm investing into. Because even if someone promises you a certain type of result when it comes to a course and it comes to a business, a lot of times, like the way that the person, you know, it, it's very telling on how they, you know, treat their um, treat their students, but also how they conduct their business. And when I have invested in people that I really believe in and that I really um, admire and that I really trust, my results are always just so much better tenfold. Even if the marketing for that course or that program or that coaching service was not as, let's just say, shiny as some other people can do it, right? Right when I'm able to really invest in a person that I trust, oh my God, like my 
my it's such like a like a massive massive result like life-changing results type of thing and so that was a lesson I learned. I was very prone to shiny object syndrome, very, very prone to the marketing when I was younger. And I feel like that is a learning opportunity. And that's important to think that, you know, it's not all or nothing. I don't think that like, oh, like I made some bad, um, you know, investments in courses before. And now I can never do it again because all of them must be terrible. No, actually, some courses are absolutely incredible. Right. But just doing that type of research and being able to apply everything that I talked about um, is really important when it comes to making a smart investment is that, you know, everything's a learning opportunity. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. You can redo that course. You can take that additional degree if it's something that you find that you need in the later part of your life. And so that leads me to my last point, which is, you know, Focusing on transforming the future version of yourself. So when it comes to making a smart career investment, there is no perfect answer. For some people, education, getting a master's degree, even though I've kind of been knocking it like throughout the episode, is a fantastic decision. And even for myself, it might be a great move later on in my life. It's not for me right now. And that is really when you think about making an investment and looking at investment in those terms really look at transforming the future version of yourself and whenever you're looking at making an investment and are unsure about what to do i always like talk to the future version of myself and i think about what she would be proud of what what she would tell herself and to you know develop that skill of like talking to your future self what i recommend is actually talking to the younger version of yourself so that's what i do a lot if you had listened to that episode of um, like my 30 before 30 list it is a lot of reflecting on the goals that i made when i was 20 years old and like if you when i speak to my the 20 21 year old version of myself i speak to her with kindness You know, I'm not beating her up and saying like, you should have known better and all of that stuff. I've come at it with a really learning perspective, right? And a growth perspective. So now I know what the end result was. And even if I made bad decisions or I made bad investments when I was younger, I'm not beating myself up over that anymore, right? Maybe I could have gone to um, uh, um, do my master's right after that. And that's something I beat myself up uh, every year for, for a while in my early twenties. But looking back now, as I'm in my thirties, I'm like, no, that wasn't the right decision. And, you know, it was good that you didn't go to uh, get a master's degree because you didn't really know what you were doing at that point, younger Kim. So this is how you develop that ability to grow into a growth mindset when it comes to investing in yourself and stop beating yourself up is develop that self-trust in yourself. And to develop that self-trust, you kind of look into your past, right? And then you look at how you would talk to the younger version of yourself and how you talk to the future version of yourself. So if you were to make a mistake in, in an investing mistake, how would you talk to that person, right? And so if you're gonna talk to that person with kindness, then it is important to, you know, look at the investment and how it can transform your future. Investing in your career and business is going to take a lot of self-trust. And the better you are at learning from your mistakes and growing from them, the better your investments and your returns will be. And that just about wraps it up for this episode. 
that is how you make a smart investment into your career and into yourself. And I know this episode was really me focused and it was very focused on the personal growth mindset shifts and strategies as opposed to specific investing in strategies. Because when it comes to investing, there is no perfect answer. It's so personalized to each person's situation, to their goals, to their lifestyle. And so when it comes to investing in your career, sometimes education, like a master's degree is the best decision. And sometimes it's not the best decision. And again, there's no perfect answer for it. And one of the last points that I wanted to make when it comes to investing in that all or nothing mindset. And when you have, you know, you are overthinker, you're an overanalyzer, um, is that it is okay to also leave halfway. I know that sounds so strange, but um, I wanted to be very clear and disclose that, you know, I have a half completed diploma because I made in, um, you know, chose to invest in a career path. And then I decided to um, go into a different direction. And the thing that happened with this is that it wasn't actually investments of even that much money. It was really just time because I had negotiated with my employer to pay for that portion of my education. But and there was no clawback. So that was very beneficial. But what happened is, you know, I decided I didn't want to go to a certain career path anymore. And I really value that education. I still take in a lot of those courses and use that information for my type of the type of work I do nowadays. But I didn't see the point of having to complete something just for the sake of completing it if I didn't want to invest in the results. So that's the first point again, right? Because I wasn't investing in the result um, and the actual lifestyle that career would give me, I decided that I was going to conquer my all or nothing thinking and mindset and decide to half complete this degree. So I think it's really important that when you are looking to invest in your career, to know that there is no right or wrong answer. It is very personable to you. And so to do a quick recap, um, some of the things that we talked about today and the mindset shifts that you really need to learn and understand when it comes to making smart investments in, in your career and in yourself and overcoming and working through that fear is one, ensure you're investing in the result, not the details. This is something I'm practicing and doing so much of every day in my life. Um, two, calculate the opportunity cost and understand, you know, what are the costs you're willing to pay and what are the costs you are not willing to pay, right? You do not have to invest in everything that comes your way. You just have to evaluate the cost, the opportunity cost for yourself and the returns and, you know, the risk tolerance that you have for yourself. Three, understanding that, you know, investing solidifies the commitment. So if you are really serious about something, understand that it speeds up the process and your returns from it. And four, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like I said, I have a half finished diploma and I actually might go back for my master's eventually, but it doesn't, it's not the smart investment I need for my career right now. And you can change your mind. You can invest in things later on if that is something that you don't need the result of from right now. And that's going back to that point. It's like, if you don't need the result right now, then you don't need to invest it in right now. If you do need the result, because it's going to save you time. Um, like some of the investments that I talked about that really saved me time. And because I'm not willing to pay that is, you know, coaching is travel is my health. Like I'm not willing to sacrifice those things at this point in my life. 
And the last one is to really focus on transforming that future version of yourself by talking to your past version and understanding that that's how the future version of yourself is probably going to talk to your past version now. And developing that self-trust is so important into investing. So I hope that you have found this episode really helpful. I know that when you get midway through your career, this is one of the things that people don't really talk about a lot because it's so easy to think that like, hey, I've graduated university, I got my job, I'm killing it, like happily ever after type of thing. And I think as an adult, it's harder to say that, hey, like I need help with this. But it's, it's so easy to do when you're younger and you almost do it subconsciously when you're younger because when you're younger, you don't really go into the like sub meta, you know, analysis of yourself of what you should be investing in yourself. Most people invest in school and in training and education and um, like summer camps and learning opportunities. Like most people do that very naturally when they're younger, right? And if not you, your parents actually might be doing it for you, right? And like when I was younger, my parents paid for my piano lessons. So like I didn't go out and like overthink and do all the research for that. It was almost like natural progressions that I had and investing into certain programs and stuff. Like it just seemed like the right thing to do. And so what I want you to understand when it comes to investing in your career and in yourself is that you've always been doing it, right? As an adult, like everything else in life, it's just that at this point, you have to take more control of it. And you control the narrative now because you're not following the same path as your peers necessarily, because you're on all doing different things and you all have different goals and priorities in life. And those choices can be difficult, And that's why for me, anyways, it has been really beneficial to work with a coach. And that's what my clients feel as well, is that working with coaching and working through your mindset has such an exponential return because you can apply it to different stages of your life and continue to do it. So if this is something that you're interested, if you're um, struggling with being unsure of what to do next in your career and you've hit that mid-career stagnation where you know that you need to be doing something next level to upskill yourself, to take your career and get off of that plateau, please, please book a call with me, um, a consultation call with me. The link is in the show notes. I only do have a few thoughts available left. Um, and I don't want you to miss out in case I get fully booked for the next couple of months. So let's talk. I would love to help. The link is in the show notes, but other than that, Thank you so much for listening to this episode and listening again all the way through. And I hope that it's okay that I used a lot of personal examples. If you want to discuss this further, if you have any questions, you can always contact me. My Instagram is at worklifemoney.co. My email is Kimberly at worklifemoney.co. And you know, the information is always in the show notes, but until next time, note that I'm always cheering you on and I'll talk to you soon. Bye now. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Money in Integrity podcast, I highly encourage you to leave a review at Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you're listening from. This helps more people discover the podcast and become a part of this community. Remember, we're all figuring out this work-life money thing together.